what is up world you are in tune to cowboys global cast we are dc4l that is we are dallas cowboys for life and as always you got to use your spe- suspects man you got my man auto tom 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 what's popping man yo yo what's going on not really too much new around here um yeah just ready to chop it up yeah man definitely gonna get into uh the cowboys world and explore this offense that we got coming man listen i've already explored and we said some stuff about stop the cap with Dak. i'm tired of everybody saying that he's not a top 10 quarterback man i mean literally i'm i'm just i'm tired of him let let me hear your views man let me hear your views you tell me about Dak. why is people talking about he's a top 15 but not a top 10 quarterback talk to me about that how do you feel I mean, I think there's a really simple answer to that, and that's just that people hate the Cowboys. I mean, I think it's not a. I mean, it's 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 just really simple. Uh, I mean, they they're the most watched team in the NFL. Everybody, you know, every everybody every week knows exactly. If you're an NFL fan, you know what happened in the Cowboy game. You know how it happened. Um, I mean, out of their 17 games, they'll play. 10 12 like nationally like nationally televised games yeah um something something crazy like that they're the most loved and the most hated team and so you have a lot of fans that you know are are, are going to be critical and i don't think that that's really i don't think cowboy fans are any more critical of you know their players their ownership you know uh management than any other fans really I think it might seem like that to us at times, but I think a lot of this is just, this is just anti-cowboy, anti-cowboy hate. And I mean, we talked about this recently and if you look, I'm not, I know everyone's going to jump on me and say that I'm saying Dak is as good as Joe Burrows or Jack is as good, her Dak is as good um, as Justin Herbert. And I'm not saying that. I'm not, not saying it either, but if you just look at the numbers, for instance, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, they've been in the league three years. Joe Burrow, he I think he he missed a few games. I think it was his second season. He he tore his knee up or something like that. Um, but if you look at their numbers and over the last three seasons, so let me back up a little bit. Justin Herbert's played three seasons and he's played he's he started forty nine games. Joe Burrow has played three seasons. He started 42 games. If you project what he's done through those 42 games out to 49 games, and then you look, and you compare it to what Dak has done the last four years, because Dak has missed some time with injuries, but it just so happens that in the last four years that Dak has also played exactly 49 games. So, and if you compare, you compare the total touchdowns, and before someone jumps in and says, you know, before we we get responses like, you know, well, that's not an that's not an apples, um, you know, uh, apples to apples. That's not an apples to apples comparison because Dak's getting more rushing touchdowns. That's not true. The rushing touchdowns and the passing touchdowns are really comparable. It's like they're all between, you know, 102, 103, and like a and like 110 um, touchdowns over that time period. And they all have between like 35 and 40 interceptions. And they all average about two between 280 and 285 passing yards a game over that period of time. And so when you put that out there, 
when you, you know, you put that out there in the Twitterverse, put that out on Instagram, whatever, the thing that you hear, the thing, the response that you get from people is it's one of two things, right? It's either Dak doesn't win and doesn't win in big games. And to that, I would say, well, Justin Herbert in his three year career is one game over 500 in the regular season. He's 25 and 24 and he's made the playoffs once. And that was this past season and they lost in the one game that they played. So Justin Herbert, 25 and 24 in those 49 regular season games, 0 and 1 in the playoffs. And I don't think there's, you, you are, you're gonna have a hard time finding people that, that, that think that Dak is as good as Justin Herbert. And there's really not any reason, there's no, there's no numbers, there's no, there's no team statistics, as in wins, there's no playoff record that you can look to and say, and give a good reason why. And Joe Burrow, if you look at his playoff statistics, I, I mean, it, just based on the numbers, Dak's are better. Dak has 15, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions in six games, six playoff games, I believe it is. And Joe Burrow That's has... Cool. Yes, and Joe Burrow has over seven games, so he's played one more, one more playoff game. And he has less touchdowns. He has 10 compared to Dak's 15. He has one less interception, four compared to Dak's five. He's got more wins. He doesn't have the Super Bowl win. But I'm, I just like, you look and say, well, he's winning games. Guys, teams win games. And I get that the quarterback is the most important position on the field. But if you say, this guy's just doing more, you know, in order for his team to win. Well, then why don't the numbers bear that out? Why, you know... Joe Burrow, he averages 260 yards passing a game in the playoffs. Dak averages 260 yards passing a game in the playoffs. I, I'm not saying that I would that I would take Dak over Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just saying this is ridiculous. It, in the in the NFL, it's Pat Mahomes is one, right? And then there's everybody like else after that. <laughs> and then there's a group. There's like a group of like. Else you know, like five to eight or nine guys. And and oftentimes the what separates the guys who we say, oh no, this is the second tier. You know, Joe Burrow, he's in the second tier and there's only a couple guys there. Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase, he has T Higgins, and he has Tyler Boyd to throw the ball to. What and he had a tight end at one point. He had, he had a tight end at one point before they got got rid of him, I think this year. What was his name? Um, it wasn't Hawkinson, was it? It wasn't Hawkinson. Yes, it, was, it, was. Uh, yes. it was Hawkinson? Yes. Um, yeah. And so it's like, and you look at, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers for a second too. So didn't have a, didn't have a good year in 2022, right? Wouldn't know why. was gone. That's what I was going to, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. In 2020, 2020 and 2021, he won, an, he won something called the MVP, right? Both years, most valuable player. He was considered the best player in the league those two years. Last year, didn't have a very good year. The difference, what you just pointed out, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league. I mean, at that time, right. there, there was a ton of people that considered him to be the best receiver in the league. He goes to, you know, Las Vegas and, you know, his star kind of falls a little bit. Um, you got to have weapons. That's the point that I'm making. And so yeah, Joe Burrow, weapons. Justin That's Herbert, true. you know, Lamar Jackson, to me, Dak, like he's in that group. He's in that group. There's nothing, there's nothing that anybody can point to to say that he's not. And he's hit with them adding Brandon Cooks. Um, 
it's going to help a lot. And people are going to say, oh, yeah, no, I think I remember this guy from two years ago, from three years ago. <laughs> you know, averaging yeah. 300 yards passing the game, you know, less than 10 interceptions, you know, in a season. I think I think people are going to I think people are going to remember. I think it's mostly recency bias. I know I've been ranting here for like 10 minutes, but no, it's, but, but it's fine. And these are the kind of things, Cowboy Nation, you got to listen to. You got to listen. You got to hear this clearly. You know, Dak is not the guy that everybody says he is. It is for clicks and for likes. That's why they say what they're saying. It is for clicks and for likes. The only person who is a stud and who's like that, and he could take anybody. He showed you that. You can take his leading receiver away, and he will still cut your behind to, I mean, for real, cut you to shreds. That is Pat Mahomes. Of course, he does still have Travis Kelsey, but he's did it with everybody else. It's been musical chairs at wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes, and he still gets it done. You know, security blanket Pat, uh, Kelsey, but you can't say anything else. I mean, he manipulates the defense with his eyes. And let's not even talk about Mahomes. Let, I just want to go back one step. When Tony Romo was the, the quarterback of the Cowboys, y'all hated Tony Romo. Y'all said he was trash. He was garbage. Now that he's not the quarterback anymore, man, Tony Romo was great. That ain't even as good as Tony Romo. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. Like, for real, let's let's not have an argument. That's why I said stop the cap. Stop the cap, for real, for real. Yeah. I almost didn't wear a cap tonight because I ain't want y'all to cap no more. Stop the cap, <laughs> period, point blank. Listen, um, so there's another area that I want to go on, you know, and just go ahead and begin to think of and talk about this area real fast. Um, you know, we we have we went through uh, the wide receivers a little bit and I'm going to go go ahead and go through um, that. We're going to get to the line. And while I'm reading um, while I'm reading on the line real quick, um, and while I'm reading about the line real quick. What I would ask Tom to do and what I'm going to need your help doing here, Tom, is we're going to just dissect this and play the game. What if and we're going to start that what if game with Tyron, Tyron Smith? We're going to start the what if game. What if Tyron stayed healthy all year? Yeah. The best five linemen that we will have starting at left tackle is, is Tyron Smith. We're going to slide Tyler in the guard. Tyler Smith will be uh, left guard. Tyler Biedish will be our center. Zach Martin will be our right guard. Terrence Steele will be our right tackle. Now, that's the best five linemen we got. Agreed? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Okay. That's the Are best five better? on the field. Are we better with Tyler at left tackle? So, in this scenario, you're saying so. In this scenario that you're describing is one where you move Tyler Smith to left tackle, and you move Tyron out to right tackle. I'm assuming, and then move Terrence Steele to left guard. Is that what you're? Is that what you're talking about, or is this one where Tyron's coming off? Tyron's kind of a swing, a swing tackle. Tyron's coming kind off of the swing. bench. Oh, we put Chuma, put Chuma in the guard, yeah. and let uh. Uh, Tyler kick out to left tackle. Yeah. So because it's tricky. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it's it's tricky. It's tricky because I think 
you're not going to be as good at the I don't think you're going to be as good at the left tackle spot with Tyron starting there as opposed to Tyler Smith but I think the line as a unit is better um and you know who ah, this seems crazy I'm just I'm kind of inter, I'm kind of wondering if maybe situationally you know you can you can move Tyler out there in in certain spots throughout the season, you know, if maybe if Tyron is, you know, really struggling, but I guess that's probably going to make it really tough if he's not getting reps out there and practicing during the season. Um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if Tyron, if Tyron is healthy, I still don't feel like he's going to play left tackle quite as well as what Tyler would do out there. Um, Younger but I still feel, but I feel like if he's, but I, I just, I feel like that if he's healthy, he's still going to be an above average left tackle. And that, Absolutely. and I think Tyler Smith is going to be such an upgrade at the guard. Like he's going to be so much better at the guard spot than whoever it is, you know, that would be stepping in, whether that's, you know, Idoga or somebody else. So um, right now we, we got it, it too early depth chart. We have a seam Richards backing up Tyler yeah. Smith at guard. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes that makes sense. Way too early, too de- way too early to be. Oh yeah, obviously they, they, we're just yep. guessing, right? Like they're gonna sort this out in camp. Yeah, so Chuma Chuma's there. They got li- Chuma listed at, at uh, third string on your left guard. At your uh, second string, we have Matt Walesko and Earl Bostic, um, who's the uh, uh, Earl Bostic Jr., who was a uh, unsigned free agent. Um. Or undrafted free agent, excuse me. And then we also have um, at the right guard, well, at the center, we have Brock Hoffman and Alec Lindstrom backing them up. At uh, right guard, we have Matt Farnock, TJ Bass. Um, TJ Bass is the guy from Oregon. They say he's a steal. Um, yeah. Don't know yet. And then we have the underachievement role here at uh, right tackle, Josh Ball. And uh, <laughs> Alex Taylor, all of the this the, that's the underachievement bowl right there at right tackle. So right tackle, we're super thin, right? Right tackle, we're super thin. I like the fact that um, they really drafted and you know signed people who can play multiple positions at the line, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. And I'm I'm glad Matt. Well, let's go. I have he was hurt. But I have some confidence in him. He he didn't play bad when he was in the game. Well, was bad. he a was he like a fourth rounder last year? Yeah, was that... uh, well, he, uh, he was in a he was. Let me see, fifth round. Fifth, fifth round, round. yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. that's right. So he did, mean, did, how how early in camp did he get hurt? He got hurt pretty like after the first preseason game, I think it was. Got okay, but he. Early. But but he got a week or two in camp. Like they got at least were able to like actually take a look at. Yeah, and get a, and, get a decent and look all at I've him. heard he played well. Yeah, right? yeah. So that's what I, you know. I was kind of remembering that too, and so I was trying to figure out if that was a false memory or not. I I, I think they kind of <laughs> like him. You know the the whole Asim Richards like being the backup left guard. I think in that in that scenario, Adoga is like he's he's not making the fifty three and he's a cut candidate. And this will, you know, we talked about this recently. You, you, we you did. think, you think, oh, we, we go and get this guy, and now we solve the back, you know, backup spot at left guard. And it's like, don't, 
it's not he's not a lock to make the team, right? He's got to go in and compete with whoever it is that we draft. So, and I mean, it's seen Richards. They're they're not like he's not a cut candidate, right? He's he's making he's making the fifty three. Oh yeah, he's making the fifty three. He was um, drafted. We drafted him. You know what I mean? We yeah, uh, yeah, him. yeah. We didn't yeah, waste draft team. picks for that. So yeah, he's making the team. Let's talk about this, man. This is something that that struck me kind of, and we're gonna go over it again because we're going over the offense. So first and foremost, Michael Gallup. Let's assume we get 2020 Michael Gallup before he hurt himself. Yeah. When, when he had a, a G, I think he had a G like or 800. Some he had some gaudy numbers with uh, Amari Cooper was there. Um, before he hurt himself, and I think it was like almost a G, or he may have even had a G in receiving. Let's say we get that guy back. That's an upgrade at that position, right? Don't you think it's an upgrade it's at left wide receiver? Yeah, you get, you, you're saying you get in 2020 Michael Gallup back? That's a gigantic upgrade. That's a gigantic upgrade. I mean, we don't really have, like, we don't have a true X, right? like on this team right now, we have, we have guys that, and I say, we don't have a true X that can act, that's actually going to play the, that's actually going to get snaps. Right. Um, aside from Gallup. Well, um, Brandon, Brandon Cooks can play the X. Yeah. So I'm saying, yeah, but so it's CD and Cooks, like they can both play this, play the position. Um, but they're not true like X receivers, right? right. Like they they're they're going to move around. They're going to move around a lot. Like Michael Gallup, he doesn't move around much. Like he's 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 split out like basically every play. Um, if you get twenty twenty Michael Gallup back, I mean, I expect the offense, the passing attack, to be as good, if not better, than it was. When you had healthy CD, healthy Gallup, healthy uh, Amari, like that's uh, Amari was was great when he was great, but he was so hit or miss. Um, and I don't expect I, I expect Brandon Cooks to be really inconsistent. I think, um, to, excuse me, to be really consistent. Um, uh, CD is better than he was two years ago, without a doubt. Um, and if Michael Gallup comes back in his twenty twenty, Michael Gallup, I mean twenty twenty. Uh, let's see. Started 15 games, 843 yards, uh, five yeah. touchdowns. The season yeah. before that, 1107, which I don't think CD was. I think that was. I think that was like a Gallup Amari year. I don't think CD got drafted in 2020, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he had uh, 1107 yards, uh, six touchdowns. So if you're getting that that kind of guy back at the X. This is going to be a really good group. This is going to be a yeah, really man. good group. Yeah, man. It usually takes a while to come back, right? Yeah, I just... I I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, guarding my heart on this whole situation and trying not to let my... You know, not to let myself think that, you know, that he's going to come back and, you know, and be that guy again. I'm, I'm, I'm letting my expectations be that the guy who had, you know, 400 yards receiving in you know a dozen games or whatever it was last season i'm letting myself i'm 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 maintaining the expectation that that's who he is and so that if he exceeds that then i'm happy you know if he if he came in next season and had 700 yards i'd be really happy with that oh my god i'd be i'd be ecstatic i'd be jumping off the walls 700 yards six seven touchdowns 
jumping off the wall and bouncing off the wall. Be super happy because he's gonna be the third guy, right? Like Cooks and CD. That's 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 one and two. Um, yeah. and so if you've got if you're getting you know 700 yards and a handful of touchdowns from your third guy, that's that's incredible. That's I mean, incredible. in my in, in my opinion. So you mentioned this. So at the right wide receiver, we have Brandon Cooks again, right? Um, no. So what behind behind uh, Michael Gallup is Semi Fioco, Jay. Yeah. Jalen Tolbert, so seems like Vic's having a little trouble here. Um, but this is a this is a perfect spot for me to uh, <laughs> to get in a little. Oh, Vic, you're back. So Jalen Tolbert, I was about to I was about to go off on a little mini uh, Jalen Tolbert rant, but uh, I'll let you I'll let you get in your Jalen Tolbert uh, hype before I do that if you want. Well, yeah. So Brandon Cooks is the right wide receiver. Then Jalen Tolbert. We're at the Jalen Tolbert part. Go yes. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I just like so J Tuck. I love J Tuck. I don't know if our you know anybody listening knows who knows who J Tuck is. He's just he's he's got a show. He's really popular online on Twitter. You know, um, he makes super great videos. Um, and like he is like he is he is himself. He is J Tuck. He's not going out and you know reading other people's opinions and. And just regurgitating them, right? Like this is when, when you're listening to Jay Tuck, like that's what he thinks, that's his take. He's not afraid to deviate, you know, to 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 chart a chart a different course than what everybody else is doing. And so, I just saw him, you know, online, you know, the last like few days, just like really hyping up Jalen Tolbert and and you know, um, seeing seeing the Peyton Manning, you know, comments about you know what a good what a, what a what a great talent he is and. And this and that, and, and you mentioned Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning said he's the perfect receiver. He has speed, hands, incredible route running. A quarterback's best friend. Yeah, this is from yeah, Peyton. So, what yeah, are we so, talking about? How I is just, Peyton Manning speaking on a receiver that he's not throwing to? I don't get it. But go ahead. I go have, ahead about. I have no idea. I, I I have no idea. Um, so. You know, J Tuck J Tuck was posting. J Tuck posted a couple videos, just like, you know, check this guy out. Watch this. Like this guy, like he he can't show this on tape and then just, you know, be total trash by the time he gets to the NFL. And I watched the video and I'm just like, I just see something completely different than everybody else because you his releases at the line look to me really bad. Like. It, it, you know, I haven't, I hadn't watched. I mean, obviously, he hasn't gotten a lot of snaps, you know, for the Cowboys. So there's not really a whole lot of pro tape to go to go look at. Um, but going back and looking at the college tape, you know, a year out, it just doesn't look. He 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 looks like he checks so many boxes to me, but it just he's not elusive at the line to me. Like his first his first move, his first step is just. It's just not good. Like, and I mean, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I've said this so many times on here. I'm not a scout. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But it's just like you look at, you know, you look at like Zay, like getting ready for the draft. Like, I'm watching Zay Flowers tape, right? And I can't compare everybody to Zay Flowers because he's like he's special, right? But it's just like you watch Zay Flower tape, and then you watch Jalen Tolbert tape, and you're like, these are two completely different guys. Like. Any, you don't even have to 
you don't have if you've never watched a football game in your life if you watch tape and compare those two guys it's like this guy gets off at the line of scrimmage his first move is incredibly fast and dynamic and his separate is you know short the short area quickness the you know all that stuff like is is far superior in this player as opposed to you know player b being you know jalen tolbert and it just seems like such a crucial ability to have seems like all the good ones you know have it either that or they have that elite top you know top flight speed and he doesn't really have either of those things like it looks like he's he's pretty strong he's good at the point of the catch like i think he's you know pretty smart you know receiver um but i just i don't know he didn't he, he didn't really play at all last season and that was not a good receiving group and that's that's the thing that i come back to um, that's a telltale sign but did he get in the doghouse with Kellen? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? You, it's possible. You know, oh, the receivers coach? Easy. Could have could have been. I, one thing I do know, Dak loves him. Dak, Dak think, uh, Dakota thinks the world of him. You know what I mean? Um, and one thing I can tell you guys, and before we get off of the wide receiver group, because we're about to, um, not much to really go into, and we could say a whole bunch about Kevontae Turpin, we can say something about uh, all these Jalen's that we picked up: Jalen Marino, uh, Cooper, <laughs> uh, Proper, and Jalen Brooks. We got four Jalen's on the team. And in love with the name Jalen. It is what it is. Um, maybe to make up for Jalen Smith that we traded. Who who knows? But what I can say is one of these guys is gonna have a breakout year. Whether it be Simi, whether it be Jalen, one of the two, at, we'll be sitting here next next year this time saying that guy shocked us that guy shocked us one of them guys is gonna make up for the loss um that we had in um my god it went to miami um who we were talking about coming back that's exactly what i was about to say so let's so we're we're saying like breakout you know it's breakouts are not all created equal right it's like if you're 10th guy on the depth chart you know you're on the practice squad one season the next season you're the fifth receiver and you you have a couple hundred yards receiving like i'd call that like you're 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 breaking out right like you're making a that's a big leap right um from one year to the next okay so semi Cavante turpin dennis houston we'll throw dennis houston in there too so if any of those guys comes in and you know catches you know, 30 balls or 25 balls and benchmark. has like, that's it. Benchmark 30, 400, 30 400 yards, like 400 sort of yards. like a Cedric Wilson. That's a breakout. Year. That's a breakout. Year. I, I agree. agree. I agree. That would be, that would, I, I would love that. Or even Jalen Tolbert, if Jalen Tolbert like comes in and he's like the fourth receiver, you know, 400 yards, couple of touchdowns. Like to me, that's great. Like you, cause we don't really know who that guy is at this point. Right. It's like somebody gets hurt. Who's, who's next up, you know, yeah. or who's, you know, coming in when we're, when we're running empty sets, like we don't we don't really know who that guy is right now. Um, so if somebody can separate themselves and say I'm that guy, um, you know, I'd be happy for it to be any one of those three or four guys that we mentioned. I, I would, man. Listen, semi four three speed, Jalen. We we wasted a, a draft pick on him. I want to see something happen. You know what I'm saying, Cavante Turpin, you can make it happen in the return game. I don't want dudes falling back there. I want you back there. You know what I'm saying? I, I just wish that you would open your eyes when you're running. So when that breakout hole to the right is open, <laughs> you can take touchdown San Francisco. Never mind. 
listen. So we got the <laughs> tight end position. We at the tight end position. We have uh Fergie, Jake Ferguson. We all know he's starting, right? Mm, I mean, I think it's possible. It's possible. So no, maker can Jake Ferguson start. You're right. You're right. You're right. Ferguson he's gonna start. He's gonna start. The question we have to ask ourselves. Does Schoonermaker surpass Peyton Hendershot? That's the question. That's the question that I think we have to ask ourselves and really scratch our head over, right? You draft a Schoonermaker, you you went up and reached for Schoonermaker, right? So I think, or Schoonermaker, I think you're really believing that this guy is going to help you in 12 set, you know, in 12 formation. You're you're thinking he's going to help you in run blocking. Um, you think he's gonna be a good guy? He's gonna be the guy. So I mean, does he take you know end of shots place? Yeah. So I think he does, and I don't think it would. I wouldn't be concerned if he doesn't, but I'd be disappointed because I don't. I don't think they spent a second round on a guy to be the third tight end. You know what I mean? Like you don't spend a second round pick on a tight end and, you know, and the expectation be that they come in and be your third tight end. Right. Like that's not. So I, I wouldn't, but at the same time, I also, I also understand that it's, it's a position that it's not easy for guys to just, you know, come in year one and, you know, break out. Like it takes, it takes a couple of years. I don't know why, um, but it, but it does. And but I but I would still I would still I would I would be disappointed I would be disappointed if he if 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 he didn't beat out Hendershot I mean he's just like he's got he's a more complete player right I mean like the dude can block he can get downfield um, good route runner good pass catcher um, you know we've obviously found out a lot more about the guy since they made that pick and I personally have seen a ton of com you know of of converts you know, online who went from, oh my God, what are we doing? Like, this is a disastrous pick to like, oh goodness, wait, look at this guy. Look at this guy's raw athletic score. Like he actually like has a really similar profile to some like elite, elite guys. And maybe we're, you know, maybe we're the smartest, you know, maybe Will McClay really is the smartest guy in the room. Uh, Well, we know he's the smartest guy. We know he's the smartest guy in that room. Uh, <laughs> we know he's the he really guy in there. Yeah. I think he's the, the best talent evaluator that that may be in football. Really, honestly, you know, let's see. He might potential. be. Was it a? Was did I see? Was there like an ex Bengals GM or ex Browns GM like recently did an interview and was was he didn't say Will McClay was the best, but he was saying he's one of the he's one of he's one of the best. Like he's one of the elite talent evaluators in in the league. Um, he don't miss. He 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 don't miss. He's the Jay Z of uh, uh, the Kendrick Lamar, the Drake. Of, he certainly of, hits. Of, yeah, of, I'm just <laughs> he saying. Certainly hits man, more I mean, than he more than he misses for sure. He does not miss, man. I mean, Taco Charlton, maybe. Uh, but hey, you know, sometimes. Um, here's the thing: we we have a, another un, undrafted free agent at that tight end position that everybody is ranting and raving about, and I've seen some film, doesn't look half bad. Princeton Princeton Fant from Tennessee. Noah Fant's uh, family. 
um, of the Fett family, if you want to say it like that. Um, yeah. He looks up. He looks athletic. Looks like he has some gifts and some talents, some gifts. You know, um, I'm I'm expecting Seth and and Sean McKeon to be gone. Really, to be honest with you, and I think Princeton jumps in and takes that fourth spot. What do you think? I'm not sure. I'm really not. I know that's. I know that's boring. I think there's. Uh, I think. I think there's going to be. Um, there's going to be some competition in camp at the tight end position for the for the you know that fourth tight end spot. They're, they'll, they'll probably carry four. Um, seems like that's that's typically what they do. Five they carry four. So they'll either carry the 50, four. I think the reason why I say they're they're carried four or five is that that twelve. We're gonna see a lot of twelve turn. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta have those guys out on the field, right? Yeah, I feel like I feel like normally you, normally you only see four suit up, and I know that's not the fifty three. Like that's we're talking the forty six, but um, I feel like you normally see. I, I kind of sometimes when I'm saying the fifty three, I'm talking about you know who's suiting up on Sunday, and they're not. There's not usually gonna be. I mean, I don't. There's never five tight ends suiting up. Like even if you're running a lot of twelve, you're right? You're right. And, and aren't they changing the laws this year? I think it's going to be a little bit. They're, they're uh, expanding it to where you can have more actually suited up. Television. Okay. That's yeah. That's news to me. I didn't realize that. But yeah, I'll check. So, but I, for, I heard for, that. I heard it through the grapevine. We'll definitely check it. But I heard that that was one of the rule changes that was up this year. Yeah, but um, so, so so they're not they're not bringing in Princeton fan unless they think he can compete. You know. With Sean McKeon for that four spot, you know, and there's obviously so there'll too. be a couple of other guys that are competing there too. So the next the next position I think we should look at, uh, we've already talked about Dakota. We know what Cooper Rush is, right? You know, yep. um and he seems uh, to as well. <laughs> Which I mean, is what I, I think might be his number one quality. Is Cooper yeah, Rush knows, knows exactly like, who he is. Yeah, he's like, like I'm not that guy. Like, you know, I'm happy. Give me, give me this, and I'm happy. We're gonna stay here. Right. We're building a life. Right. I'm a millionaire. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yep. so we have Tony Pollard, Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones, Rico Dowdell. How you feeling about the running back room, man? Um I'm feeling good about the running back room so long as Tony Pollard's healthy. I don't think that it is a disaster if he gets hurt, if he's injured. Um, but I feel like, you know, Ron Jones, I mean, he's playing on a, like basically a veteran minimum deal for us, right? I mean, we're not paying him much of anything. So it's obviously, he's not really a back that that the rest of the league like values, right? And with Malik Davis and and Rico Dowdle, I mean these are these are guys that you know they both been in the league like a couple of years. Like, is it what is it three? Is this, will this be Rico Dowdle's well, third year? Malik Davis, this is Malik Davis second year, um, and it'll be Dowdle's third year, I think. Yeah, it's third year, twenty twenty. And you know they've barely played, so it's like you basically like you got Tony Pollard, and then you got. A, a guy that, based on his salary, tells me that the league doesn't think a lot of him as a running back. I, I, I mean, I think he's fine as a second back, but so the, his salary says that the league doesn't think he's a very good back. And then you have two other guys that have been in the league for two and three years, respectively, and just basically 
haven't really seen the field except in mop-up time. So it's like Tony Pollard is one of the best backs in the league, but I don't think he's, I don't think he can carry the ball 20 times a game without breaking down. You know, and I say that and you hear it all the time. And I don't know if it's just like the the way that the guy looks from like the shoulders up, if he's just got one of these like, you know, skinny necks or something. Cause like he, he, something about his build makes him look like that he's smaller than he is. But the guy's like 206 pounds and like, that's pretty much average size for a running back, right? So I know I'm contradicting myself here, but I don't, it's just like you look at the guy and you're like, yeah, that's kind of a smaller back. And then you look at the the measurables and it's like, oh, actually, no, he's not really like, but I, I don't, I, I it's still at the same time, like I don't want to see him carry the ball 20 times a game. I'd rather it be, you know, in the 14 to 16, 17, you know, 12, range. 12 I, to 15. I, something, something like that. Um, let him to kind of continue to, to to be the guy that he's been up, up to this point, you know, kind of that um, one one B, you know, one. I I know he's it's going to be more like he's like one A, you know, this season. Um, but uh, it's just like if he gets hurt, we're left with you know not much. The league doesn't value the position as much as it did, so that maybe there's not as much to be concerned about. But it's not a, it's not a group after Tony Pollard that I'm super excited about. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, Lenny, Lenny, old Lenny Fournette. And I said this uh, last week, he, he's in, he's in Dallas, been in Dallas playing basketball with Dez. Listen, there's something very interesting going on with Dez, man. Like I want to go hang out with Dez now to figure <laughs> out what's going on. Everybody hangs out with Dez. Everybody loves Dez. I don't know what's going on, man. Um, you know, everybody's at Dez's house playing basketball and, and hanging yeah, out. And, seems you like know, it. Everybody I but mean, us. But, go ahead. No, I'm saying, yeah, everybody but us. Seems yeah, like. man, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this thing out. But we may end up, I think we may end up picking up another running back and wouldn't be surprised if it was Ezekiel Elliott that came back. Would not be surprised. I would actually be happy about that. You know, um, just to have him back if he came back for less money, I'd be super happy about that, man. Um, you know, definitely wanted to see Zeke be a, a lifelong uh, cowboy. Here's the, here's the position we're going to end on right here. Hunter Lipke, fullback. He's going to be the only one on our squad, H-back. In 12, I think this may be why you're right, why we only carry four, because we got that guy who can play H, right? Um. I like him. After watching film, I like the guy. Yeah. He played some tailback. He played some fullback. Played some tight end. He reminds me a lot of the moose. Got great hands, soft hands, but can block. And can run. And can catch passes too. He kind of seems like he's sort of a tweener. Like he's kind of a... He's like kind of in between an H back and a running back. Um, I mean, he's pretty. He's he's a good size. Was he like six one? Like he's got yeah. some. He's got some size. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. He's I not mean, he's small by, by any means. No, he's not. He's it's an interesting. Like it's just it's a it's a really in, it's a really uh, interesting signing. Like I'll 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 be watching how that develops in camp closely. Um, I think 
it, it's probably at least a 50% chance that he's a guy that, you know, you're reading about every day and just all the exciting stuff that he's doing. And then, you know, after the last preseason game, he gets cut. Um, just because there's just so. not. I, I, I think this guy. I don't know. I think, no, I, I'm, I, I'm, I believe this. I believe it. I, I just believe it. I, I think yeah. this guy is to us what Mozzie is on the defensive side. I think he's a key. You know what I'm saying? If if we don't end up bringing Zeke back, he's why. I mean, he, yeah, it's he's just like back. here's 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 the thing though. Here's here's why I have a difficult time like envisioning it is because like it seems to me like it it's like either he makes the team and like he's a featured player or or he gets cut. Like I don't really see re- much in between. I don't see us saying hey, we like this guy, um, you know, put him on the 53 and, you know, we're not going to be one of these teams that features a fullback, um, you know, or that type of like H-back player, you know, very much, but put him on the team, you know, and we'll have a package here and there for him. Like, I don't, I don't see him using a roster spot for a guy like that. It kind of, it feels like a more of like a, a, a philosophical shift. Um, it feels like you 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 have to shift your offensive philosophy, a, 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 like to 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 accommodate the the skills, the talents of a, of a player like that. And maybe we're maybe that's what we're going to do. I mean, like why? you see, why, you know, why San Francisco. You they you. Why would you think that? Uh, that's that's an interesting. It's interesting to me that you would even think that when you you know that we're going back into a lot of twelve and. You know that you're going to see Dak under the center a lot more. Why would that philosophically change when you you think about this? We had Connor running fullback in sets, right? Connor McGovern. So, talk to me about that. Just expand on that a little. Yeah. Okay. So you're you you are making a good point. Like I th- I think I I think I can respond to a couple of the points, but what ultimately I'm where I'm going to get is just that you, 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 you very well could be right. But so like in terms of like, I I, I don't, I don't, if I don't expect to see him in a lot in 12 personnel, like sets, just because I think that we have, we have two tight ends that are just like better options. Like Jake Ferguson can play H back, right? Like, I don't really know if Schoonmaker can do that, but like Jake Ferguson can. And it's like, you know, if you, you're running two tight end sets, like, are you running, you know, um, you know, two tight end sets where they're both like in line, you know, tight? Are you running one where where one is and the other is kind of like in an H back, you know, spot? Like, whatever, whatever it is, like, I feel like we've got tight ends that that can do that um, and are going to be able to do that specific thing, you know, better than this this fullback prospect, right? Um, and so. I feel like you can kind of just set that aside and say, we're not expecting to see this guy in 12 personnel. And like, I don't, I wouldn't expect to see him in, you know, one in, in sets where we have one back either where we have one running back. It's like, you're almost always going to want Tony Pollard, like in that spot. Right. Um, you know, maybe he can spell him in certain situations. Like maybe we're going to find out that this guy like is pretty, actually pretty good little running back and so like you can just put him back there as the only as the only running back and like still have you know a threat to run it's just like the tight end they have to be they have to be a they have to be a threat in the 
in the in in the in the running attack in the rushing attack and they have to be a threat in the pass in the passing game and you say well this guy can catch balls but like he's not running tight end routes right like that's not what we're expecting this guy to do um and i don't expect that we would be deploying him in one running back sets either so to me it's like if we if if this guy makes the team it's because we're doing like some we're planning on running some two running back sets like you know a, a fair a fair amount of of that and i believe that um, i believe that we are and like to, to your point like well we actually kind of have done that it's just we've used an offensive lineman to do it and like this guy i mean he's not gonna be able to block as well as connor mcgovern but i mean it's probably something close to it and connor mcgovern is no threat at all to catch a pass um and so may, maybe the guy makes the team and you say hey we're gonna we're gonna have a two back, you know, set for five offensive plays, you know, a game, and like that's reason enough for to, for for this guy to make the team. And like, I don't know. I mean, like you've about I, you you've definitely brought me further in your direction in terms of my expectations on whether or not this guy has a realistic shot to make the team. So, I mean, that's that's that could be an exciting little wrinkle. It really could. I think so too, man. Pardon shots, Tom. Tom, talk to me, man. Give me a pardon shot. Man, I feel like my pardon shot has been like Dak like multiple times here recently. And like we already talked about him, um, you know, earlier on this pod. But like I'm just I'm just really convinced like we're going to see everything tells me that he's going to have a big year. Everything. I think he's a year older. He's a year wiser. The receiver, the, the receiver, you know, group, um, you know, is better. I think he took that loss last season very hard. Um you know, and you would expect him to, but it's just like, not all guys are built the same, right? And I don't think, I don't think everybody's built like Dak. I think like, he he's not just, he's not paying lip service to the fans and saying, oh yeah, you know, this hurt, this hurts. And, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board. Like he, he was hurt like deeply by that loss. And I think he's been working his tail off and I think he's been studying his tail off and they're going to, you know, the, the receiving group is better. Um, I expect him to have a monster year. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think he's in the MVP conversation, you know, at least first half of the season. Um, So, yeah, big year from – expect a big year from Dak. And I'll have a new parting shot soon. I'm just like – I'm all about my my, uh, Dak apologia, like right now, I guess. Dakota Prescott. So, mine is actually Dakota Prescott. But it was about the, the Peyton Manning thing. You can't tell me Peyton ain't working with Dak. And working with Dak, he got an opportunity to see Jalen Tolbert. Can't tell me. He was in Dallas. I I think he was in Dallas when he made these statements. You got to start putting two and two together. It's an assumption. But somewhere along the line, Dak has been working his hump off. Right? He's done had everybody over at his house on his field. They're working. They're getting timing together. You can't tell me that they're not working together. And then the other thing is, my other thought about this is, is like I said, when you put Dakota Prescott under center, start running play action, he will cut your head off. He's deadly in that position. That's the type of quarterback he is, right? You could put him in the, you, you could definitely put him in the shotgun. He can hurt you there too. You know what I'm saying? Because he's pretty accurate. We, we know he's pretty accurate. He had a hundred and some odd throws without one interception, right? He's done that before. 
right? Yeah, you broke Peyton Manning's record. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so when, when you start thinking about these kind of things and you put Dakota in a system that favors him, you get the best Dakota Prescott. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, so, I think that's what we're going to see. I think I think we're going to get the best version of that. That we we're going to get Dakota Prescott in the right position at the right place at the right time in the MVP conversation. That is my parting shot. Fellas, we would like guys, gals, we'd like to thank you for watching again and for listening to the Cowboys Global Cast here at We Are DC4L at the FSN Network. Definitely for myself and for Tom, we appreciate you for kicking it with us. Man, we are out of here. We will holler at you guys. Peace.